now, Brandon Thickboy-Shaw. Uh, good to see you, Mr. Anthony Smith. Crushing it, my man. Look at you, dude. You're all over the place. How you feeling, brother? Well, I'm good, man. I'm just trying. I'm trying to get more checks without getting punched in the face. Right? That's the goal, man. But you just <laughs> happen is. to be pretty damn good at getting punched in the face, too. Like, you're one of those rare breeds. DC was another guy who could do it where <clears throat> Dominic Cruz, um, you know, where you can do the TV stuff and the analyst stuff and the podcasting, but then still compete at a very high level. Like, not just like a guy who's coasting, you can tell they're one foot in, one foot out, but I mean, you're, you know, top 10, top five, just a few months ago, like you're at the highest level, then also playing grab ass with my dumb ass who's completely retired, you know? Yeah. I mean, I just don't want to, I don't know. I don't want to have nothing left, you know, like when I'm done, I don't want to finish competing. And once the sport's done with me, not know what I'm going to do after that. Cause I didn't, I didn't have a backup. I had no idea what I was going to do. This was a total accident. Yeah. I don't think you could get to your level where you, you know, you're a top five guy, you're the tip of the spear guy, guys that fought, you know, the John Jones of the world and those, those big names and then have a backup plan. You know, you can't really yeah. be that guy's like, well, I'm just doing the UFC for now and I'm going to jump over here into entertainment. doesn't really work out like that because those guys that no. are half in, half out, you're not going to, you're not sniffing the top 10. So for you, it just, no, you got to burn the boats. Yeah, exactly. You burn the boats hundred percent. It's a great way to put it. Yeah. I think for you, what makes you an outlier is, you know, you're an articulate, smart dude where, mo you know, you, we grew up in gyms, man. Most guys aren't like that. Like you articulate well, you've been in there, just your experience alone and the way you can express that is what makes you an outlier. That's why it works. That's why you have a, a fan base outside of just getting punched in the face. Well, I think it, I think people can relate because yeah. I'm just a regular dude doing extraordinary shit. Like I'm just a, re I live in a regular neighborhood, dude. I drive regular vehicles. I, all my friends are, have regular ass jobs. I don't hang out with celebrities or, yeah. you know, like I don't really even know that many other athletes that don't fight. Yep. Um, and I just think that, like, I didn't come through college sports either. So I didn't have like, you know, I wasn't like a special athlete d doing something else that switched over. Like, you know, DC and Cruz were fantastic wrestlers. Cruz was fighting way early when it wasn't yep. cool um, and kind of made that transition. I didn't really, I didn't come from anything. Stuart. I wasn't good at anything. Which is weird. You say you're not good, but you're, you're a big athletic guy. Like, you're not small. You're a massive guy. How the hell did you not get in sports as a kid? I mean, I played, I just wasn't special, you know, yeah. like I came from a, a real small Nebraska town, uh -huh. um, you know, I had 5,000 people in it. So like success there and nothing against anybody that lives there still, or that I grew up with, but like, if you could get one of the a job at one of the five factories around you and want. work your way up to a supervisor, like you're yeah. making it, you know, like yeah. you got the nicest house and you're driving the new truck all the time. Like that was success. That's just never me. Yep. And I think too, what's challenging, not challenging. It's, it's good too. Cause you know, good news or bad news is always good. You know, it's still getting clicks, but because you are an analyst, you're a commentator, you do the show with Bisbing, who I love, but you're also, you know, again, you're, you're one of the top contenders. So when you speak, people listen. So for instance, and I was, I co-signed this when you said this, you're like, you know, I'd be happy if this is Amanda Nunes last fight. I hope she retires. It'd be dope if she, and I think, you have to walk through that fire to appreciate her retiring and having her wits about her. Yeah. She has kids, you know, she has a family, she's done it all. And even with Conor McGregor, which we'll get into, but even with Conor, I'm like, I hope he's done. That'd be dope. He, you're telling me this guy yeah. 
has made it through. He's the highest paid athlete, one of the highest paid athletes of all time. And he's, he has his wits about him. He's done. Oh man, this is great. I think being a fighter, we promote that. It's like, oh man, I hope that happens. The fan base doesn't understand that. They want to see them fight. They want to see them get punched in the face. And eventually those people end up like a BJ Penn or Diego Sanchez. So when you said that, I'm like, yeah, completely agree. But then I see the the headlines and it's like, they're, they're like almost <laughs> yeah. mad at you. I'm like, oh, these people, these are just writers or journalists or, you know, people in the game that have never fought. They don't understand. This is such a great story for Amanda Nunes. But you got blasted right, they, for it. You got blasted for it. Oh, I got, dude, that's, and that's the, that's the new thing these days is just kind of taking out of context stuff that I say. And some of that is my fault because I just don't give a shit. Like, because yep. uh, I live in my own bubble. Like I'm here in Omaha, Nebraska. Like I, I, like I don't dig myself super deep and I don't, I don't connect myself or how I feel about myself to, to like that side of the world. So like I've spent, you know, I, I was at the radio show earlier today. I've been by the pool ever since with a whole <laughs> bunch of people. And we didn't take one, th- we didn't talk one thing about fights and I come back in here and we do this. And like, it's, I just, I say how I feel and then I just kind of leave it, you know, and, and that's, that's what it is. But I did get, I did see, I got kind of blasted for that. And I don't understand how people could be upset about that. Like, I guess the way that I looked at it is she's got the fame. She, right. she doesn't even want cause she hates everything else around. Like she hates the bullshit that comes along she with hates this. the countdowns, all that stuff. You can tell she's not right. Into she it. hates it. Inter- yeah. She's not into it. She hates the camera. She hates the, the interviews, the, just the, the circus part of this show. But she's got all the money. She's got the records. She's got the two belts. Greatest she's got time. another baby on the yeah. way. She's got the houses, the cars, the like, for what? Like, why do you keep going? Because like, I, I got a lot of cool shit, but I don't have the records. I'm not a multimillionaire like she is. I'm not, I don't, I don't have the belts. So like, I'm still chasing that. So I'm still like in the fire, Yep. but like, what's the reason for her to continue to go? So like, I say, I, I look forward to seeing how happy she's going to be. And people are like, wow, you're looking for her, you know, her demise, yeah, but then she so retires strange. and she's in the octagon running around in circles, never dancing seen her with her kid, pouring, never seen pouring her beer over her Agreed. head. Agreed. Never. And never. I think that validated like, I, your point. It was like, yeah, look right. how happy she is. This is exactly what right. Amanda Nunes wants to do. She owes you guys nothing. She's given it all. She's done it all. She's. Hands down, no argument, the greatest female fighter of all time. It's over, guys. It, this is how yeah. you want their movie to end, man. We don't want to end where she, you know, she's, you know, slurring her words and, you know, she's broke and she has to fight because she has to take care of the kids. We don't want that. And why people no. advocate for that, I have no clue. Again, I, it'd be hard pressed to find anybody who's actually fought at that high level in the UFC, in the UFC just in general, that didn't agree with you. I really only saw, I think, other like journalists, you know, and maybe the, some of the bullshit media outlets go against your your point of view. There, I didn't see anybody who's actually made that walk disagree with you. I could be wrong. I don't no. think so, though. No, and I didn't. See, I didn't see too much of it either. It's just, I don't. know. I just feel like I seen a weight lifted off of her shoulders. Agree. And just like a, a chance for her to finally, truly relax. And also, every time you win, the, you know this. I, I've never won the title. Yeah, but I would imagine that every time you win the title or, or you defend it, the next thing that you're talking about is it's who's next. You never get to enjoy the moment. It's the same thing with just a regular fight. It's as soon as you get to the post fight press conference, it's who's next, what's next, next person. You're working at dates. You're look like 
It's exhausting. She's got small kids. I got small kids. Like yeah, I would too, love to just fight sometime and have everything yeah. that I've ever wanted. And like, you already got the titles and the belts and the money and all that stuff. And just like sit down and be like, fuck it. Like I'm out. I agree. And I'm I, out and I'm just going to be home. Agree. Agree. And, and raise my kids, man. And I have to worry about yeah. things. Like she's one in every facet. I think too, you know, one of the reasons like I didn't do well with it because to your point, Heavy lies the crown, especially when you're a, a title holder. I remember Rhonda saying yeah. that like people don't realize when you become a world champion what that entails. It's not only you're just a UFC fighter, but now the cards the UFC is banking on you carrying the card. So if you're just whatever the first fight in the main card, you have some obligations media wise, but you're not, they're not expecting you to sell actual pay per views. So when you're that championship degree, that level, the amount of press you have to do all the shit non-stop it's exhausting heavy lies the crown even frank was like dude it's just a different animal once we became champion it it wasn't that i didn't enjoy fighting it just took the fun out of it for me i was he was like i was exhausted non-stop selling cards and that's what i struggled with it's like i remember beating crow cop and they put me in the top 10 my coaches were all celebrating like you're top 10 i looked at him and went well what's next dude nine yeah. nine eight and seven are nightmares dude that's what's next then what's after seven <laughs> yeah. six five four i don't want to do yeah. that this your reward is, is tougher fight yeah man your reward's getting your ass whooped you know unless right. you're you know unless you're a john jones or some shit but it, to that point no one talks about it like it's i i always said it like this it's like if you had a bull and a bully in uh elementary or middle school and high school there's a bully you can navigate your way and you know get away from them but in fighting it's like that bully you can take a vacation to Hawaii after one of your big fights that you won. You know that's your next opponent. It's on your mind 24-7. You can kind of yeah. try and you know get away from it, but that bully follows you wherever. It's in your luggage wherever you go. Some guys handle it great like you have. You've had a great career. Connor does well with it. John's probably done the best with it. You know He can do all sorts of shit and still deal with it. For me, it was so exhausting. And the anxiety I had and the stress I had all the time, it was such a relief when I was done. You know, and so I think for Amanda yeah. to wrap that up with Amanda, it's like she must feel such a sense of relief. Like not only did I do it and I was able to deal with all this pressure, I did it the best to ever do it. And I have two young kids and I have money in the bank. I have fame in Brazil. I'm Tom Cruise. I'm good, man. And it should be celebrated. Yeah. You had a great point, brother. I mean, and that's the great point too. How, you, how people you just carry it with you all the time. Like I always, I tell people all the time, like training camps are tough, like physically, Yeah. but it's, it's mentally, you know, especially now as you get like higher ranked in the division, you know, about these fights longer in advance, Correct. you know, like I've missed the days of like four week notices and six yeah. week notices. You just train and go. But like now it's like 14, 15 weeks and you're doing like a lot of like false starts where you're just trying to like not get fat and totally out of shape, but like <laughs> trying to, you know, like trying to still enjoy yourself, but yeah. like you wake up and it's the first thing you think about every single day. And as you're going to bed, it's the last thing on your mind. Like by the end of it, I fucking hate that guy. Yeah. And I don't even know him. It's just, yeah. I'm so sick of this dude in my, the sacrifice, in my head all You're the just time. sick of it. Dealing with it, man. Just, yeah, let's I'm just over get it. this over, yeah. man. Even the fight, I'm like, right. I don't, win or lose, let's just get this fucking over. I'm sick of thinking about this dude, <laughs> man. You know? Right. It's 100%. weird, dude. And especially in your division, like light heavyweight divisions getting pretty crispy, man. Like it was a little mm -hmm. thin for a while there, right? But now it's getting, like you look at the division, you have Alex, Alex Pierre coming over there now, which would be a great fight for you. Obviously he's fighting Jan, yeah, which is fight. interesting. Um, how, do, how do you feel about Alex Pierre going to light heavyweight? I, I think 
you when you look at before you answer when I look at Alex Pierre, naturally two hundred five er, big ass dude. I yeah. think that cut at middleweight was a nightmare for him. Light heavyweight, I figured he'd always end up there. His skill set, when you look at the top like eight, matches up pretty well for him. Not a ton of grapplers. There's a few that we need to keep him away from. But you look at the matchups, like there's a lot of fun matchups for him there. I think he's gonna do well. There, Bottom there line, is. I think he's gonna do well. I, I I think he's gonna do well as long as they match him up correctly. And I think they Correct. kind of started off on a bad foot already. To be honest, agree. I I think that Jan Blachowicz. I think you take Jan. You take a guy like Ankalaev is a problem for him. Can't fight um, him. That I, I when, he when they no, say he's going to light heavyweight, no, I'm, like, nope. I'm like Ankalaev, you're out, dude. What are you trying to do? You're yeah. out. Dude, we can't have no, that. You're injured. Yes, you're injured. This we ain't happening. Take, take a vacation. Because he'll never beat Uncle Life. It's just, even if you take the wrestling out of it, I still think Uncle Life is tough because he won't engage, Agreed. which made it really tough for me. I just, he just won't engage at all. And, and like, to, it's no secret at this point, like, if you're a good leg kicker and you don't fully commit to engaging in any like actual striking exchange, I'm going to have a tough time with you because I kind of need that fire a little yeah, bit. Yeah, man. Um, I think that, I, I think that he's, if, if his, I think there's questions, I guess is what I'm getting at. That's fair. If his chin issues are a weight cutting issue because he is sucking himself down so far, I, I think a lot of us know that the more weight you cut, the, the, the worse your durability is. Correct. If, if that solves itself a little bit, um, I think that he's going to do very well. Okay. If he has any chin issues at all, the problem at 205, especially right now, is there's some straight bangers. You boys some guys hit, that, that will, they'll, They'll step right in the fire too. It's like heavyweight power with, you know, middleweight athleticism. It's yeah. two hundred five. Kind of a it's a funky ass. It's a funky ass weight class. Yeah, that, light, light heavyweight's terrifying to me. Terrifying. Especially if you're even Jamal Hill. Agree. Like even Jamal Hill will give him problems because Jamal is one. He is he he's so willing to fight. He, two, he, he won't he, like he won't shy away from that fight. I guess no, is what sir. I'm getting at. And two, he believes in himself ultimately, which is its own kind of superpower. Um, and he's he's kind of tricky, you know. Like I've sparred around with Jamal. Like you see it from the outside, and you're like, man, I could, I, I feel like I could do really well with that guy. I can get to him. And then you get in there, you're like, oh, okay, this makes a lot of sense. Like he's got really good eyes. Like he's hard to hit. He hinges really oddly at the waist, which you would think would make his body easy to hit, yeah. but it's not. Um. And he, you know, he's powerful, but he's, he's perfectly timed, I think. And his accuracy is, is right there. So he, he's kind of a strange guy too. I think <clears> a <throat> guy like Johnny Walker is probably tailor made for Alex Pereira. Cause there's no other threat. I thought that was going to be his first fight. I thought that Johnny Walker was going to be his first fight. Like again, yeah. to your point, Alex Pereira, his reign at light heavyweight is all going to depend on matchups and the yawn one. I was like, not the fight I'd give him. If we want this guy to be a superstar, no, because Yon can wrestle and and, and he's tough he's on top. Big, I think tough, the fight is going to look very similar to the Adesanya matchup. Interesting, yeah, if, I could see that. Like I've been saying for a long time that Jan Blahovich might be the best kick defender in the entire UFC across all weight classes. Um, every every matchup that like big big matchup that he's had and won has started kind of with the leg kick stuff. Is he? everything is he does starts with his leg kicking game. He's got to kind of establish that range and that distance. And he starts everything from the legs up and he just couldn't get that going with Jan. And Jan was able to keep it close enough striking to then end up winning the last two rounds completely by grappling. Uh, Luke Rockhold is very similar. Everything is kind of based off of his yep. kicking game. Never got that going, started to try to wrestle and we all seen how that ended. So I think Alex <clears throat> Pereira's game is a little bit based like that. Everything kind of starts with the late kicks and then he works his way up. Which is trouble for Jan, you know? It, trouble meaning 
if you're an Alex Pierre fan and like Jan does that really well, like this matchup isn't yeah. tailor made for him. And no, again, and if Izzy can blast double and knee tap anybody, like Jan Blahovich absolutely can do the the same thing. You know 100%, what I mean? Hundred percent, hundred percent. And also, we really haven't seen Alex Pierre when you look at like his come up in middleweight. It was to his run was tailor made to get him to a title shot. Yeah. Pretty, pretty He's got a good run. manager. Yeah, great manager. Dana's like, we need a narrative <laughs> yeah. with Izzy's killing everybody in top five. Sure. So let's get Alex Pierre up there. At light heavyweight, not really the same kind of easy test there, man. Like when I saw Jan, I'm like, ah, definitely gonna watch. But I would like a Johnny Walker fight for him. Uh, I even think Yuri would be a better matchup than Jan for him. Yuri, Yuri would be a good matchup for him. Like even Rakic is a tough matchup, and Agreed. that guy's a mostly a striker but like he can wrestle when he wants to yeah and, and kalaya just t take a hike dude you're gonna ruin all the stars we can't have it you can't have <laughs> yeah. it dude you know it's yeah. like he's that guy's that guy's tough yeah hell yeah he's and not as, and not and not as big as i expected to be honest with you he's really he's one of the smaller guys in the weight class but yeah he's he's really patient too that's a uh, that's a especially at the heavier weight classes you don't run into guys that are agree as patient as he is you know like he doesn't really care about finishes he just he's just there to not make mistakes yeah he just wants, which is tough yeah he just wants to win but yeah light heavyweight is exciting right now man with with all the connor stuff going on you think uh i need your thoughts on connor you think connor's gonna fight so he i think the news is what i was reading he has today to 6 p.m to enlist in usada if he doesn't do it by today by 6 p.m he won't fight this year yeah, and, and then the other, the other caveat, for before, sure. before you answer the other caveat too, is someone pressed Dana White, like, oh, do you think, you know, is Connor for sure going to fight in Dana for the first time, which put doubt in my mind, because I thought when they had Chandler and uh, Connor as ultimate fighter coaches, I'm like, oh, they're for sure going to fight. You can't have them not fight. They're, it's happening. I'm a big Connor fan. I'm like, this going down. And then at the press conference last week, someone asked Dana, he goes, it's tough to wrangle these guys in when they have money. Yeah. Like a guy like Connor, a guy like Khabib, it's very tough to get these guys to fight. I'm like, whoa. Now, again, I'm on the side of the fighters that go, good for Connor. All the money, yeah. has the Lamborghini yacht, doing his thing, has the kids. Good for <laughs> him, dude. Like right off in the sunset, man, you've done it. If you have a Lamborghini yacht, you don't belong to hang out with us. No, like, what are no, you doing no, here? No, no. What are yeah, you doing here, yeah. dog? Some of us aren't like the others, man. You know, so it's like he's just <laughs> yeah. not. He's at a different level. So when Dana and I, I, I side with Dana on that. It's like, yeah, man. He's like, when they have that much money, it's tough to wrangle these guys in. So, and if he doesn't enlist in USADA by six p.m., we're probably not getting the fight this year. I don't know if we see him fight. I don't, and you see him partying out there, and you see Chandler in his Instagram. He's like working out all the time. It's like, oh, I, I don't. Yeah. Something's going on here, dude. Yeah, there, there's something going on. There's a reason. I, again, another thing I got a lot of shit for was kind of questioning, not even really questioning Connor. I was more mad at the rule, not so much mad at Connor because of his whole leg break issue and the reason that he's not in the pool. Yes. Um, I don't think that Connor's the type of dude that was probably out there just trying to dope and, and just get away with something. No. But he had a pretty wicked leg break. And if there was a loophole in the system and he could use whatever substances he has to use to, to get it healed, like I think that that USADA list is a little bit, it, it, it's a little bit too narrowed in a lot of places. So there's guys that like Chris Weidman could have definitely used a lot of that stuff because he had multiple surgeries trying right. to come back from his leg break. I'm sure he could have taken advantage of a lot of that stuff. Um, but it was more just the, the, the the no transparency with all of that where it's like if he just came out and said look i'm i found a loophole and i'm going to use it uh kind of fuck off and I'd, I'd probably be like yeah i guess i get it yeah <laughs> whatever too. but good for you man um but if he's not back in it it feels like there's a there's there's another reason you know what i mean like whether they're worried about 
the system not being cleaned out or or yeah. whatever. Um, I hope we see him fight, but I wouldn't be disappointed if we never seen him fight again. Not because I don't like watching Connor fight. I love watching Connor fight. Um, but again, it's kind of like the Amanda thing. Like, why would you? You, I don't. Again, two belts, all the money in the world. Agree. You got businesses and you got small kids and like, man, just party it up and hang out on your yacht. I, I agree. I agree. And then also, it's like they're talking about there's an exemption that the UFC can grant and they're only allowed like one or two exemptions. If I'm the UFC, mm-hmm. I'm pretty transparent about it too. Like, Hey man, yeah, he, he was off there healing his leg. We're going to use the exemption on Connor. The other side of that is like, would you rather not fight? Do you want to see him fight? We're going to use the exemption. If you guys didn't complain, the other side, he's just not going to fight. So what do you want here? You care right. about the rules and regulations? Or you want to see the, one of the greatest to ever do it, come back and fight. I would assume if you well, it's all goal, everyone knows. I agree. One thing if they came out later after like if Chandler signs the contract and he wants his red painting night, like you kind of just sign what like same the same issue I had with John Jones. Like I never criticized John when he was like when he was uh like failing like the when he had the picogram the thing going on when he was shit, yeah. pulsing or whatever. I never said anything about it. Like it is what it is. Like I, I knew I knew all that when I signed the contract. Yep. Like we we kind of knew the 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 explanation or whatever that whether you believe it or not is is up to you, but it, there was no surprise. Now if it had happened afterwards and then no one said anything, that's when I would have been pissed. But like I can't complain about something I knew about and then still sign the contract. Agree, and I think Chandler would be the biggest loser here because Connor set whether he fights or not, he's set. Yeah, for Chandler, this whether is he his, wins or loses. Yeah, for for Chandler, this is his big night. So I, Chandler's gonna be broken heart, and even Chandler goes, I don't give a shit. One test, two tests, six tests. I don't care. Just get him to the octagon. So even Chandler, right, I know him like, just get just him in get there, him there. Give me the payday. Right. Let's do this. So even he's like, yeah. let's, let's I do get. this, man. Yeah. Which I get if you're Michael Chandler, for sure. Like you just need your, you need that opportunity. You like, you can work around all the other out of the red tape, you know, especially if he's aware of it. And mm-hmm. there's some things that you're going to have to work around, but you know, the, the opportunity absolutely makes it worth it. And then, uh, knowing John Jones, um, it, it's hard to gauge where he's at as a heavyweight with that with that Cyril Gon fight. We didn't learn much. Cyril Gon's a white belt. He goes in there, bully dog, you know, just basic choke, and he's out of there. Fight was a minute long. We don't know what John's like in there. Um, how do you see it going for John? Obviously, the the rumor is Stipe in November. There was some rumor of uh, Sergey Pavlovich, where I think is a very tough matchup for John. You think John has success like he did at light heavyweight at heavyweight? No, not the same. Not the same. He, he'll do well. He'll beat almost every single heavyweight out there. The the caveats there are Pavlovich and Stipe. Um, the Stipe that fought Daniel Cormier the first time, John Jones probably main handles. Yes. But uh, I had dinner with Stipe, I don't know, probably three weeks ago. Great guy. And he's absolutely massive. Is he jacked? Like he, dude, he's jacked. Like probably 255, 260. Like like yoked yoked like in the firehouse just lifting weights the whole time yoked good so for him man and he's he looks good like sometimes i don't know sometimes you can tell when Stipe is mentally ar- around or not agree so even around some of the even the first two dc fights you could, I, like he seemed kind of ha- like half in half out like he didn't really give a shit um you know now he's asking me like me and Stipe never talk about fighting because he's just that guy he don't really he doesn't really watch fights He's not even like a really big fan of the sport. No, yeah. But he likes baseball we spent football. the whole spent the whole dinner talking about fighting techniques and 
wow footwork and movement and i was like damn i didn't even know you knew any of that stuff <laughs> you know <laughs> like he's just not into it so mentally he's he's focused for sure um and i know that physically he looks a lot better than he has in a long time so he, he's definitely paying attention to his his body he's lifting he's and i think that that's smart like a 230 pound Stipe that went in versus DC is going to have a lot of problems with John Jones, but Agreed. at 255 or 260 and fast and moving and, you know, with his boxing on point, I think that's a tough fight. And Pavlovich is Scary. an absolute monster. Scary. I thought he was going to kill me one time. <laughs> Why? I was, he was, we were on the same card and this was maybe two or two fights ago of his. And we were in the back and ready to go to like the, the ceremonial weigh-ins. And I, I, he was just like, he's so, fucking big it's it's different when and you're not like fat either like, and not fat he's no, just like a big no, ass russian he's, he's probably wearing like a 3x just <laughs> tight as fuck around his chest and he's got this translator with him this russian translator who i see it all the time whether i'm working or fighting and i you know i chit chat i've had some drinks with the guy he's super cool and so i was like well i'll just crack a joke because he's making me uncomfortable because he's just staring like right down the back of my head the whole time so i was like hey ask him how he's how come he's so fucking big and so he just asked him thinking he thinks it's going to be funny and Pavlovich did not think it was funny <laughs> at all. He just eyeballed me, looked me up and down and was like, I eat. I'm like, all right, yeah, okay, cool. man. All right. I'm going to get the to, fuck out of here. Just trying to loosen things <laughs> up, bro. Just trying to be cool, man. Yeah, be cool. Like, this is, he's just it, a scary that was as fucking cool as he was dude, be. man. He's just a scary yeah. fucking scariest heavyweight there is right now. And for John, it doesn't Zero make a facial ton expressions. of sense. Yeah, for John to make a no, ton of sense of item. No. There's no huge upside no, there. No. Besides competition. And John factor. probably beats him. John probably yeah. beats him. He'd be a favorite. But but, but it's not gonna be fun. My and my, my it's thing, not gonna be a like a big seller either. No, that yeah, and that's the that'd be the caveat there for John. He's like, ah, I'm not gonna make much money, and this guy's a fucking nightmare that barely speaks mm -hmm. and sells seven pay-per-views unless it's in Russia. <laughs> so with yeah, Stipe why? though, yeah, why? With Stipe I used to train with Stipe, savage. He's such a savage, mm -hmm. great cardio. My only caveat when I heard he put on all this weight is being a heavyweight, when you put on weight, it's impossible to get quicker and get faster. When you're fighting yeah. John, if it's a slower version, that's such an advantage for John. And by putting on mm -hmm. weight, it's also impossible unless there's illegal substance, which I'm not alluding to. I don't, Stipe would never. He's a firefighter for God's sakes. He's more American than any of us. But with, uh, if he d puts on that weight, we know cardio is going to go down. It's just the way it works. For sure. So, so when you add the muscle, you add the speed factor and the cardio, it, 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 to me, like there's a few alarms go off for me as a steep a fan. Right. Well, and, and I think the one thing that may help steep a there is I think that John has probably, again, it's really tough because we, we didn't see a lot of John, like it, it, it was such tell. an awful sample size, it was such an awful sample, but he, in the, in that short, short sample that we have he didn't look to move as well as and that could have been a little bit of ring rust because he was out three years so like again there might be other things that are going on but he didn't seem to move as well and he didn't seem as fast agree so if steep slows down just a little bit he may still be faster than john and point. who knows what john looks like over 25 minutes i agree that that's that was the shittiest part i just wanted i didn't really care who won i would i wanted to see cyril gone push john striking and have his you know his bouncing in and out style and force john to chase him just to see how john moves because john has never been he moves very well forward and back he's never been a big angle cutter yeah so i wanted to see if he if he could do that cut off the ring at heavyweight yeah 
yeah. versus a guy that that he's because everyone else is kind of circled outside the cage and john just kind of you know keeps a you know you know keeps the crosshairs on him and just walks him down but you can't really do that with Cyril gone so um there, there was a lot i wanted to see with john it just we just didn't get that chance yeah, it was disappointing it, 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 to, to it was. for him to go to heavyweight it's his easiest fight in his entire career we learned nothing yeah. which i which kind of builds up obviously we're 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 balls deep in fighting we want to see more out of john but for the fans i think it just builds john's narrative even bigger and sells more pay-per-views for oh, the for sure. fight so we'll see what happens well, in the way that dana talked about him at the post-fight press conference too like i know that probably deep down dana was probably thinking the same thing like damn i wanted to see what he's really like because yep. dana's a fan at the end of the day too for sure but it was really easy to sit up there and, and sell john as the greatest of all time and it just added to the you know that already narrative that narrative that's already there yeah i'll argue look, with look what he's the look what he did to the interim champion okay just walked right through him but i think us in the sport were like fuck like i just want to see him pushed and I see know. what it looks like and, that, and now what's weird is you know dan is talking about trying to he's open to making a john jones tyson fury fight which you know it, it, you go down a weird road with that stuff if they're gonna do it like when francis left uh, the UFC for the PFL, great deal for Francis. I think it's a bad deal for PFL. We'll see how that works out in the future. We won't know for till a few years from now. I'm glad Francis got paid. Great guy. But yeah, me too. Being a UFC diehard, you know, I'm UFC alumni. I love UFC. I bleed UFC. The bummer with that is if Francis goes on and fights Deontay Wilder, Anthony Joshua, even Tyson Fury at some point. That the UFC is not involved in it because for, for that to be a massive fight, you need the best promoter in the game, Dana White. He needs to be part of it, like yeah. he was for Connor and Floyd. That's why that fight was so big. I think if UFC is not involved, that fight's not nowhere near as big. So with Francis going that route, I'm like, that's a bummer. If he gets those fights, good for him, but it's not going to be the same as if the UFC had their hand in it. For John, the reason why I'm open to it, where you know it's as quote unquote a circus fight, John Tyson. And the UFC's involved. All right, now, now you got my interest. Now is he going to get done? Highly doubt it. I don't see Tyson doing it. But it'd be interesting. Yeah, it'd be interesting. Yeah, it'd be it'd be, it'd be great to. You know what else uh, to add to your Francis? Uh, I, I think everything you said there is one hundred percent correct. That it won't be quite the same. I also think that this talk about Francis taking a, I don't know, a, a tune-up fight or or a warm-up like a boxing match. Yeah. Is, is a terrible idea. Agree. Awful idea. Because there, that leaves the opportunity for people to find out that you can't fucking fight. <laughs> like as far as as far as boxing goes. Agree. Like he, he's not going to sniff a, a win with Tyson Fury or Deontay Wilder or Ortiz. It's going to open him up for or, criticism. Or Those guys are like, we're, we're good. The cat's out of the bag. The narrative is right. that this guy's the scariest guy really you box. see. Yeah. So right. I have a Even buddy. if you fight someone who's technically better, it's like a smaller middle of the road heavyweight and he, you know, maybe he squeaks out a win or gets a knockout after losing most of the fight or something. Not good. They're never going to fight. They're never, Great. you don't need any tape of you actually boxing before you walk in there with a Deontay Wilder or, or Tyson because they're not going to take it. Yeah. And you're spot on. I have a buddy who uh, works with him and he goes, he runs stuff by me. We always talk about fighting. Great guy. And he, he's part of France's team. He goes, Want to run this by? What, what do you think of if Francis? Just you know, get the get him in the headlines. If you fought in bare knuckle against Alan Belcher, and, <laughs> and I, I go, fucking sign me up, <laughs> I, I was, dude. I was like, uh, Francis and bare knuckle is yeah, man. He just knocks him out real quick, just to get him in the headlines. And you know, Fury and Joshua and Wilder see this and want to fight him more. I go, okay, cool. 
A is not bare knuckle boxer. Belcher's been doing it. We've seen with Mike Perry, moderate success in the UFC dominates bare knuckle because it's a different game. The 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 mm-hmm. distance is different. The techniques are different. It's just it's a very ugly game. And I said so. A he's never done it. You have no idea how he's going to perform. I said, and did your team ever consider what happens if he loses? The pros and cons yeah. here. If you were to lose that fight, you know what else is different than bare knuckle? Alan's Alan Belcher's drug test. Correct. That's why I said. Fucking have you seen Alan lately? First team <laughs> all monster. No, dude, he's so yeah, jacked. He's a monster. I love it. I love it. I mean, like that's another not? one of those things. Like I'm, I'm like totally against PDs, but like, listen, if we're in bare knuckle, like I think everyone just kind of knows, like whatever <laughs> just yeah. run run what you brung i guess yeah they're fighting with bare knuckles dude of course they're on pds yeah. it's like slap fight league when they were suspending <laughs> guys i'm like what are we doing here they're in rash guards i want these guys on cocaine and steroids if they're slapping each other yeah, why are we testing these failed guys? for cocaine i was like why are we testing slap fighters for cocaine i was like wait like, they don't give them for cocaine? cocaine and if they don't yeah. if they don't have cocaine you need to give it yeah. to them they should be suspended if they're not on cocaine <laughs> you know how do you feel about the slap fight league uh i'm not a fan i think it moves the ball backwards for the ufc i think um god bless them and i think there is a a lane for it but i don't think dana should be involved in it i think he should have been a silent investor and helped on the outside and not get so involved because the work dana's done to get to the ufc where it's at worth whatever 14 billion dollars is on it's insane the work he's done is god Mm -hmm. bless him nobody else could do it insane but when you go to slap fighting, it takes away because the lines get blurred. And when you're using the UFC's Twitter account and Instagram to promote it, the casual fans like, oh, wait, slap fighting UFC. You know, so I think it it blurs the lines. I'm not a fan of it. And uh, now I do. Uh, again, there's a lane for it. And I don't hate on them. Good for them. It's not for me. I'll watch it. But I think where Dana made the mistake is he goes, our 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 TikTok numbers are huge. Cool. So if I'm on TikTok, which I'm not, but if I'm on TikTok or if I'm on, I go to World Star Hip Hop and I see an alligator eating a flamingo, it's cool to see for 15 seconds. I don't want an hour of alligators eating flamingos. It's cool to see. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like cool to see a guy right. get slapped and then I move on with my day. I don't need the backstory and their sad story and you know they like to get do cocaine and slap each other and get all hyped up. I don't think there's an actual professional league there. I think that's what Dana's learning. Right. But Dana's a, you know, he knows what he's doing, so he'll be able to make money and monetize that, you know, but I just don't think there's, and he learned the hard way, put it on TBS, where an hour-long right. program. I was watching, I'm like, I can't believe they sanctioned this. We're worried about CTE and the UFC. This, I mean, right. the, we're seeing CTE. I think that's why, I, it's I, can't, insane. I can't get enough of it. I can't get enough of it, bro. I'm just, I wish I, I, I can't was, get enough of it, bro. I get the appeal, I can't get though. enough of it. I, I can't look away. I, I like worked a, a car crash. Event. It's a car crash. Yeah, I worked at a pilot event and called it like before anyone even knew what was going on. Is it cool in person? And, oh my god, it's one of the it if you took the top ten knockout, I've been I've been fighting since 06. Been at shows, working shows, cut men for shows, been fighting in the UFC. If you take the top ten knockouts that I've seen in person in my entire career. Eight of them happened that day. <laughs> dude, <laughs> it was. It's, oh, I'm shit. serious, man. You're it was, selling me on it, dude. It was the most insane shit I've ever seen in my life. And then, like, you know, you go in the back and and like, I want to meet these guys. You know, like, I watched a couple and then we had a little break and they're like, "You want to go meet them?" And 
everything that you would imagine one of these one of these guys that would compete in this stuff what you would imagine they were like behind the scenes like as a person yeah they're exactly that and even better wow. like they're just fucking maniacs they're maniacs they're like a couple of them made me uncomfortable like this guy is fucking crazy this guy's legitimately insane he belongs here though this is where this is the only place that he's gonna he's doing exactly like what he should he be fits doing in. he's doing exactly this is exactly, exactly where, where he should man be belongs. at dude slapping each other in the fucking right. face with a rash guard on it's I, it's so i don't i it, I don't know. Like they don't really think it's that crazy though. That's the crazy part to me. <laughs> Neither do bank robbers. That, like, yeah. I'm like, man, are you guys like, you guys nervous? Like, how do you feel? Like, eh, whatever. whatever like, they're pretty chill for what they're about to do. Dude, you couldn't fucking pay me enough. No, hell no. And think about the guys no. we fought. Think about the list of the guys you fought. And someone goes, you do slap fight league. I'm like, absolutely not. What are you out of your mind? No. It's insane. Against someone that you've never heard of. Like just that they pulled out of what, you know, somewhere in Missouri. Yeah. Like, no how'd the guy I was just a fan of, I, I I was actually a fan of slap fighting before Dana White even had the slap league. There was this like small <laughs> slap fighting organization. I used to buy their internet pay-per-views. Oh, you're like, like a hardcore fan, dude. Yeah. It's like in Branson, Missouri. So I, <laughs> but I was like a, I was a closeted fan too. Cause I didn't want anybody to know. Like I just watched it by myself on my phone at night. <laughs> and, then, and then they just happened to call. I was like, Oh, the UFC's getting in this shit. Yeah, I'm in. I mean, you're I already know the rules. Can I, invest? I know. I know all the best slap fighters in the country. There's like, Instagram pages where they have like these underground shows and they don't tell anybody like they'll put it on like some bullshit, you know, Insta or some bullshit pay-per-view repay <laughs> $8 or whatever, but they don't ever tell anybody when it's happening like live. Fantastic. But they have like pictures of like special guests, UFC fighter, Anthony Sick. Smith. So like we're in like parking garages and shit. Sick, <laughs> it's awesome. dude. You kind of make me want to get into it now. You're also, I think the first like legit analyst like advocating for it you know do you get shit well, for I mean, it you gotta know what it oh i get raked over the coals for it <laughs> but it's like I, I don't know i just like what i like like i think it's crazy that people are i think it's crazy that people are so upset that i like it like have you ever watched me fight like i handed my fucking teeth to a referee in the middle of a fight one time like you've gotten your teeth you think it's weird that, yeah yeah, like you think it's weird that i like to watch other people get slapped like why are you so shocked yeah i think I think for me, I don't want people to get twisted. I'm not anti slap fight league. Right. I'm anti when, uh, when I put on my business hat. I'm at, like, uh, I don't see how he's going to make this a proper league. You know, and I, well, I, just, I think, I think a lot of us have that, that wonder as well. Yeah. But like, as far I don't as it know being you, entertaining, I don't um, know how you make a billion dollars doing it. Yes. But as long as you're going to do it, I'm going to watch. You fair. Yeah. Fair. Uh, and I, I'm, I'm, I think I'm very similar. I think I'm very similar to you. Like, I don't really care so much about their backstories and their, no. you know, like there's, I don't mind chilling and, and BSing with them when I'm at the apex or something like there's, they're a bunch of maniacs and they're, they're fun to hang out with a little bit, but I don't really care about their home lives and where they used to work. And no, like, I don't I need just, the sad like, story. It's talk, like when I watch them porn, I don't go. need a backstory on the lady, you know, it's like, <laughs> yeah, that's you not fast funny. I don't need a backstory. Yeah. Yeah. I don't need the whole setup. Yeah. Oh, she, you know, her car mm -hmm. broke down. She needs help at this mechanic. What's this big dick? You know, <laughs> it's like with slap fight. Just do it, man. You know, right. Yeah, yeah just I, go. Do you sold go. me on slap fight again? I'm not a hate on slap fight league and I hope it makes a billion dollars. Uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not a hater on it. I just did when I watched for an hour. Now, to that point, my wife couldn't stop laughing. She loves it. She's like, I my can't, wife loves she's it. She's like, I can't believe they're yeah. doing this. And she's laughing the whole time. I'm like, well, maybe there's something here. 
Cause there's something maybe it's my wife doesn't even really watch fights that much. Yeah, exactly. Like she'll watch it here and there. Yeah. But she, if slap fighting's on, like she's tuned, she'll in. have a couple friends over. They're making <laughs> Moscow mules and big ass cups and cause they don't want to leave. She's so like, they babe, it's slap night like Tuesday. You're like, what? It's a day now. <laughs> You're like, what? <laughs> yeah. Like I'll forget about it. She was like, wait, what do you want to do tonight? You want to go out to dinner? So, are you serious? Like, slap fight league's on. You know what's slap fight Tuesday? All right. <laughs> what are you out of your mind? No. Big Jimmy. She's like, no, nah, bitch, you're cooking. <laughs> Get some cold ones. All right. Yeah. All right. All right. That's All right. hilarious. You've sold me on slap fight, dude. Again, I was never a hater <laughs> on it. I, I hope anything the UFC touches does well. I think my issue was was the way it was promoted through the UFC and the UFC's worked so yeah. hard and people's put so much hard work. I never thought about the blurring the lines thing that you talked about. I never I never even considered that. That was my only issue. I was like, if you just did it separate and it was its own mm -hmm. identity, do that. I'm, and I, I'll, I'll, I'll ride with you. But it got blurry right. for me there. And I'm like, oh, don't do that, though. Because if you're looking yeah. at this guy in a rash casuals card, might not know the difference. That's, the, that's my point. And that's, that's where I get a little scared with the WWE stuff. Where, yeah. how far are we going to cross-pollinate here? Where, you know, my mm -hmm. dad's like, wait, The Undertaker's fighting, you know, Francis? And I'm like, what? No, yeah. Undertaker's not real, Dad. Yeah. You know, so it gets it gets blurry for the casuals. That was too weird. I, I, worried about the w, I worried about the WWE thing, too, where there's already, like, a weird, I don't know, uh, crossover with the fans. Yes. Excuse me. Crossover with the fans. So, you know, the, the casual very like flyby MMA fans and the flyby WWE fans. Like maybe they're only a fan of when Connor fights in WrestleMania. Like that's a weird, that's a weird mix. If you start showing UFC fighters at WWE events and WWE, you know, wrestlers at UFC events, it gets weird. Yeah. Cause I just think it takes away from the sport. You know, it is a, a you know, whatever the top five sports in the world, it, none of those sports have to do that. And with the UFC doing it, mm -hmm. but again, I'm going to keep the same energy where as a businessman, yeah, hell yeah, dude. Their evaluation goes from whatever it was, $12 billion to $22 billion now, you know, joining forces right. with WWE. I get it. I get what you guys are doing. That's mm -hmm. making all the money in the world. I get it. So it's hard to hate on it. For sure. I just think. Yeah, it's hard to talk shit about it. It is. <laughs> yeah. Dana's like, what? I have seven private jets. I'm like, do your thing, man. You know, do your fucking thing, yeah, dude. I'm it's working. It. And it's also. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. It's like with the. Have you been watching Ultimate Fighter? Are you an Ultimate Fighter fan? A little bit, a little bit. I had watched it a while, like Me probably the last five seasons. Yeah, um, same. And so I've watched, I've watched every episode up till now. It's, it's, it's not terrible. It, the, the. Let me ask the, you this, uh, Anthony, before you answer. Like the format is different. Let me ask you this: Is it an outdated model? Because I can't put my finger on what it is. Is it because I'm the same with you? When it went to. I think it was ESPN Plus. We had to pay for it, and you know it was kind of weird. And there was Dana White Contender Series, which is much better fighters on there and exciting fights. I'd always watch that, so I got away from Ultimate Fighter. Yeah. Then when Connor came back and it's on regular uh, terrestrial TV and ESPN, I'm like, All right, I'm gonna check it out. And being Ultimate Fighter alumni, I want it to do well. I love the Ultimate Fighter, and I'm mm -hmm. watching. I'm like, oh, it's missing something, and I'm like, is it just me or is it is this kind of the the layout? Is it outdated? Does this not work anymore? in 2023 i think it's just it looks too much of the same i think like mm -hmm. it's the jerseys and the house and the like it, it's it's all very much the same the jerseys are a little bit different colors every time but it's the same shit yep um i think what held me this one is that there's kind of the vets so i recognize some of those guys like cody gibson like and and some of the older guys that have already been around a little bit or they've been in the ufc and got out um 
or got cut or whatever. Like that's, I think that's what's holding me in. Cause I want to see those guys do well. Cause I'm always, I'm always kind of rooting for the, you know, the, the redemption story. Uh, yeah. The underdog, the guys that, you know, got a shot, but didn't figure it out right away. And you're trying to, you know, they're trying to have a second act, I guess. So I root for those guys, but I, I don't know what it is. It's, it could just be the format is just, it just looks the same every single season. I don't, I don't know how you change that. Like even the, the ultimate fighter logo is exactly the same. Yeah. So it like, it just looks like you could move in different coaches and it's kind of the same shit. Agree. And I, I think ratings are on your side there as well. Like you see the ratings, not great. And there needs to be more Connor. There needs to be more Connor. Agree. Needs to be more. Like, Cause Connor. I think that that's, and I also think it's hurting him is, and this is this is my issue with the show, and I had Laura Sanko on, and she actually was opposed to my reasoning for not liking the format. The vets, I'm with you. I, I like seeing them have a redemption story. I don't like that there's prospects in the house. I think it should be an all-vet house or all prospects because the original idea right. of the Ultimate Fighter was young talent, give them a platform, and then we get to see their rise through the UFC. So when you have a young mm-hmm. prospect – Versus guys who have been in the UFC and some of those guys like the guy who fought last night had seven of seven fight career in the UFC went three or three and four. Mm-hmm. He's been in some big fights, man. He's been on pay-per-views. He's been, you know, in some big UFCs. He has that experience and that's such an advantage to these prospects who are wide eyed, bushy tailed, don't have the experience, right. the experience, you know, it's better than anybody. You have more experience than damn near the entire roster. That experience is so critical. It's so key. And maybe I'm biased because when I was on the Ultimate Fighter, I had three fights. Go in the house with three fights. Mm-hmm. I'm looking around. I'm asking, how many fights you have? Matt Metrion lied, said he had three. He had like two amateur fights. So basically, he had zero fights. D'Amico Rogers mm-hmm. had, I think, two fights. I'm like looking around. I'm like, okay, we're all about the same. And I see Roy Nelson. I'm like, holy. And I knew fight. I'm like, holy, is that Roy Nelson? Like, yeah, I'm like, dude, he has <laughs> 30 fights and he's a former world champion. He fought Ben Rothwell before he fucking fought our dumbasses. So I, right. I I was mad. I was like, oh, we're fucked, dude. I knew from day one. I'm like, we're, and I knew if I got to the finals, he'd be in the finals. That's the guy. He has 30 fights. Right. We're, we don't have that experience. He's going to be able to take advantage of us. So maybe it's my own personal thing with that, but that's the, I'm like, oh, those poor prospects. And you see how it's going. Yeah. Chandler's 3-0. and It's not even close. Yeah. It, I mean, the oh, and I'm not shocked by that. Yeah, I'm I mean, not shocked neither. by that at all. I, it's, I told my see, guys, like, I told my guys when I walked down, I'm like, I'm telling you, Connor screwed and I think that's one of the reasons maybe the viewership's not as high as Connor's losing every time and it's not close right I, I figure I figured that the vets were going to be a lock overall are there going to be some prospects that break through a little bit for sure but Chandler's not stupid and this isn't just a TV show to him I think that's part of the difference too is um, like this is a TV show for ratings and and Connor's just there to to play a position correct Chandler's actually there to win like he actually gives a shit about winning the show. Whereas I don't know that Connor does. I think that he's, he's got a different, I don't know, different goal in mind, you okay. know, which I totally get. I totally understand. Like, like, but Chandler's there to win. And those, those vets, they, this is their last opportunity and they know it. The prospects don't, they don't know what they don't know. Like they might lose here. They go on a regional scene. They go on a five or six, five win streak. They'll get, they'll get brought back. Uh, these veterans, they know this is probably their last opportunity, and they're and they're kind of looking at a bunch of fresh meat that doesn't know they don't know shit about shit. Yeah, these vets have kids and shit. It's like and you're fighting this young guy. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, bro, kids? You're talking about di- that yeah. dude's fighting for food, dude. You're fighting for fame, mm-hmm. get to the UFC. This dude over here is fighting for rent, 
big difference. And he has the experience and the skill set. He's been in big fights. Fighting at the Apex Center ain't shit for homeboy who fought in UFC 200 or whatever he fought in. You know? Right. I So I right. just don't like that because it... Well, like, worst case, these prospects, they move back in with their parents. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. It doesn't quite work out. Yeah, exactly. They like, go back to the gym. My kids don't eat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. My kids don't eat. My kids don't get go to school. So it's just right. a different... I just didn't like that. I think for the prospect, they're at such a disadvantage. Now, Laura Sanko had a good comeback, and that's why I like doing these shows. I don't have anybody to verbally spar with. Laura Sanko goes, well, hold on, Brendan. We don't know how the show ends. There could be a prospect who dominates. Like we haven't gone through, so there might be some badass prospect who goes around to the finale, and then they get to the UFC, and we get to see the run you like to watch. But yeah, fair. I'm just saying, which is fair. With when you look at the the veterans, at the end of the day, let's say, and the odds are on my side. Let's say a veteran wins that show. He's already been in the UFC, so we can't give him some young young buck in the ufc who's never fought in the ufc because this guy's he's had seven eight fights already right. he's coming off the ultimate fighter he has a name we're going to toss him in the top 15. you're telling yeah, me get thrown in the mix right away bro have to because he's not some young prospect yeah. who's just me fighting on the undercard he has to get thrown in the mix you're telling me mm-hmm. there's the talent on that veteran list who can compete with the top 15. Eesh. I, I just don't see a win for the ufc there yeah yeah, that, that, that that's a great point because you can't throw in oh. a guy who i don't remember the kid's name that fought not not this last not this last episode, but the one before. Uh, it's a black kid. Oh, the quick knockout. What was his name? And he, had, he yeah, had, yeah, 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 yeah. He, he that, had that tattoo said like "money over hoes" or some shit on his chest. Yeah, 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 yeah. That shit's lit, <laughs> yeah. dude. They guys fight for the right reasons, <laughs> <laughs> right? Well, yeah, but like, I've worked events, like, like working the desk, and like, like that was one of the, like the guys that we were like, sp- like spotlighting yeah <laughs> like yeah why are you on the ultimate fighter yeah dude. like how the fuck did that happen yeah like if he wins the show like like you said we're just gonna he's gonna fight three debut guys in a row i think not no he gets tossed in the mix it's like you know, get me wrong i love a good right. story but good luck man but if it's a young prospect yeah. and they're fighting other young prospects we can build them mm-hmm. they lose one it's not the end of the world everyone's gonna gravitate towards that young kid and root for him you know it's like the right. almost the patty pimlet effect or, or Sean mm-hmm. O'Malley, like Sean O'Malley, yeah, he didn't have the skill set to get tossed in the top 15 his first fight. Came off the Dana White no. Contender Series, huge knockout, a lot of hype. They've built him the right way, and now arguably top five biggest stars in the UFC. That's the way you should do yeah. it. So, well, and that's it. I think that I think the Contender Series is a is a gem. I think favorite. that I love that. I, I love it. There's it's kind of it cuts a lot of the bullshit that I don't really care about. You get a quick little a quick little snapshot of kind of where they come from their life behind all this other fighting stuff and then you get right into the fights and it's like a free you know it feels like an extra fight card every you know every tuesday i love i love the contender series well, that, that might Absolutely. be what it is there too is the dan white contender series cuts all the fat you get the talent those guys go right in the usc you kind of mm-hmm. don't need the ultimate fighter you know it's like it's, yeah if, it's if i'm a feels. manager if i'm a manager and a young kid comes up to you and goes, hey, I got an offer, Ultimate Fighter, Dana White Contender Series. I go, Dana White, you don't have to deal with all the bullshit. You go right to the UFC, get right. a good knockout. There's, you don't have to be in a house for six weeks. Yeah, proven stars. You're not fighting three And you times. got three weeks of Contender Series, guys, right there. Like you can, because I, if I remember right, at the beginning when the Contender Series was getting ready to come out, I thought that some of the idea was that if there was a guy that maybe was in the UFC, had some struggles, but that maybe they still believed in him. Then they just bumped him back to, to the contender series and then brought in a super experienced guy from the regional scene. And then they just fight. It's kind of like you just throw a bone in there and just yeah. make them fight for it. Almost like you know? a feeder league, yeah. Which, 
which I love. Me too. I, I love like kind of dangling that that fruit in front of their face, and then you just throw it in and just say, "Fucking fight for it, boys!" Yeah, like, wants it. And the I fights are exciting too. That. The fights are exciting because those guys want it. The only bummer is if you have a young prospect now. Austin, he's in the UFC now, and I think he could fight top five. Is if you are if you had a young prospect and it was the same time Bo Nickel was on the Dana White Contender Series, everybody <laughs> yeah. fucked. Like I told I, yeah. Bowie came here. I'm like, what are you doing, dude? Like, just go straight to the UFC. You're stealing all these guys' dreams. Like these poor right. kids. Like, and you look at Bo Nickel. Maybe I'm just a hardcore dick rider, but I just think with his skill set, what we've seen. Obviously, this next fight a little more challenging for him. I think it's a great test. After that, man, it's off to the races. Top 15. You look this stylistically. Mm-hmm. Like I think he does well. Top five, man. In, in a couple years, Bo Nickel is going to be a problem. Yes. If. If him and David Taylor fight in different weight classes. Oh, interesting. Sure. You think if, if go ahead, go ahead. Like if, if him and David Taylor end up in the same weight class, Bo runs into the similar problems he had wrestling. That's a good point. Opinion. Yeah. But Bo's got a little while to, he's got a little bit of a run on David right now, but David's really progressing quickly. Yeah. He's, he's a beast. Just a matter of he's time. learning really fast. I, th- I think what really makes fast. Bo an outlier, <clears throat> we've had big, you know, prospects come to the UFC from wrestling and all credentialed. But for Bo, when I see this fluidity of if his striking and the way he can mix it up and, mm-hmm. and his grappling, and I was like, "What belt are you?" He's like, "Blue belt." I'm like, "You need to talk to your coach, man," because his transitions, the inverted triangle that he's pulling off, and all yeah. this shit that yeah. is not blue belt level stuff here, man. So I just think the way no, he mixes it right control. now, yeah, man. The way well, I it. think his mentality makes a difference too. Um, I haven't spent a lot of time around Bo Nickel, but I've spent a lot of time around David Taylor, and they're they're two different personalities. Like Bo was very abrasive, and he just even watching him wrestle seems very mean. Yes, like he just like he's one of those guys that just lives to head snap someone's face into the mat. You yeah, know? to break you. And David is so clean technically. He's just he's such a technician. I think when it moves over to fighting, I think Bo has the advantage just mentality wise. Cause sometimes you just gotta be an asshole Agree. and just be meaner than the other guy. And I think Bo has a little more of that than David does. And, and David, he, he still ha- has, he taken any fights yet or he's just in the process mm-hmm. of doing it? No, he's just trying to wrestle and, and kind of grow his MMA name or MMA game uh, at the same time, which, you know, his focus is still the, you know, he just made the world team. His focus is wrestling in one more Olympics, and then he's going to make the full transition. So he's trying to do both at the same time, um, which is hard because he's always going to be wrestling's always going to be his number one right now. Very so it's, it's a slow, it's a very slow progression. And just for the viewers and listeners out there, David Taylor is the one who beat uh, Bo Nickel. Yeah. So they were teammates at Penn state. Penn state. Um, I don't, I'm not sure if they wrestled at Penn state at the same time, but they were both Penn state guys. Um, and they were in the same weight class wrestling for the worlds and, and to get a world team spot. And, you know, like n- not for nothing, I think Bo Nickel is a fantastic wrestler, I, especially in his days at Penn state. I, I'm a huge legend, a huge division one college wrestling fan. So me too. Um, I was a Bo Nickel nut hugger, but I was a bigger David Taylor nut hugger and, and David just wins those matchups. It's yeah, just, David that's just him. how it's so always going on team. Yeah. So, he's a savage. Yeah. It's just, it's just how it is. I'm excited. But, I mean, it's over. It's not like, you know, it's not like you're losing to a nobody. You know, I, when I say that, people, oh, he's shitting on Bo Nickel. Like, oh, no. The dude's an Olympic gold medalist. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? That's what hang your head on. I'm excited for Bo. Yeah. I hope it goes well for him. And they're giving him the right I am test. Too. I'm excited for him. Well, I know you're busy, dude. You got to get back to that pool. You still ha- hanging out at the pool. How old are the kiddos? Uh, my oldest is 11. Uh, then I have eight. 
uh, an eight year old. And then my, uh, uh, my six year old just turned six today. Oh, and then, uh, we have a one and a half year old. Damn. You're in the thick of it, daddy. You are in the yeah. thick of all it. daughters. Oh, all girls. I got all girls. Good yeah. for you, brother. It's wild. Good for you, man. It's wild. We'll let you get back to the B-Day party and the, the pool party, man. I appreciate the time. We're trying to get you on forever, man. I'm a big fan. I, I know it. I think I you're one it. of the best minds in the game, and love to have you appreciate back, brother. That. Appreciate you, man. Yeah, yeah, man. I'd love to do the the food truck diaries, too. That, got, that always looks like a lot of fun. Yeah, so food truck or fight companion would be fun, too, but you usually work in those yeah, fights. Yeah, that'd so, be a blast. Yeah, we'll figure out which yeah. one you're not on, but we'll figure it out, brother. Appreciate you, man. Perfect.